Our scripture this morning is from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 24. So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality, so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him with accordance of the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God, in true righteousness and holiness. It is autumn, right? Just such a beautiful season we have now. As for this week and past weekend, was it such a beautiful weather we had? We must appreciate this. I remember when I was in Arizona, there is no fall. Still the same. Still cactus in the desert and sand. So I used to travel to Prescott or, you know, the mountain area, like Flagstaff. And you see foliage there. But foliage is very rare there because most of trees are like pine trees. And once in a while, you see um, those uh, trees with the leaves, so they turn like yellow or, you know, such, such, a, such a, a rare and precious there. But we will hear, uh, we will have this beautiful autumn, this area, our Pennsylvania. And I think uh, life is also like seasons, don't you think? Spring. It's like a new beginning. Summer is like a young life. And fall is like the time of harvest, abundance. And winter is like lifeless. But it is hope for the new beginning, right? What season are you in now? I believe every season has the meaning and purpose, its beauty. Every season is beautiful. So we must be and live for our season. Children must be like children. Grown-ups must be like grown-ups. Everyone must be like the one God intended for the season. It is our fate. It is our responsibility. We know wedding ceremony itself doesn't make a husband and a wife, right? You must become a husband, and a wife. Over the years of 
practice, efforts, patience. And we know it is not easy. Married men can no longer live single men. A mother can be like one without children, right? We know it's not easy being a parent. Are we, are you endeavoring who you must be for this season? What about church? How to become a church? How did you become a Christian and part of a church? We know our baptism doesn't make a Christian. Professing your faith does not make you a Christian. It just initiates our Christian journey into Holy Church. That is in the, the baptismal ceremony in our book of worship. The baptism initiates our journey into Holy Church. We must become a Christian through our life. Like a child entering their school, like kindergarten. That doesn't mean that child already knows the chemistry and calculus ready for college, right? It takes them 12 years of education. So church is like the school for continuous learning, continuing learning. But there are many Christians. There's some Christians never graduate their school. They always stay where they want to be stayed. So today and next two Sundays, I will share with you how to become a Christian and how to graduate church. And I will end this sermon series. Apostle Paul said, so I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. Gentiles. What does a Gentile mean? Now we know as uh, foreigners, non-Jews. But Gentile in Greek is a ethnos. Ethnos means just people. Just people. Just people. Ordinary people. Many Christians think they are just ordinary people. And we, they want to be ordinary people. But we are not. We are not ordinary people. We are special people. We are different people. We know ordinary people do not live sinful life. Right? They are good people. You know your friends, your neighbors, they are good people. Even though they don't go to church, they don't practice their faith, but they think they are Christian even. 
or it doesn't matter, even they're atheists or agnostics, they're ordinary people, they're good people. Right? Sometimes I see them, even they're better than Christians. They're very compassionate people. But what is wrong with live ordinary people? Paul said, they live in futility of their thinking. What is wrong with living in their thinking? Why does he call them futility for the ordinary people thinking? Paul points out what controls them, what rules over them. It's their thinking, reason, their ego, their thinking. What is wrong with that, <laughs> right? Ruling yourself, control my life with my reason, my thinking. What is wrong with that? But that means we become the center of a gravity of this world. When we are the, gra- the center of, if we are the earth, that's the center of the earth, then we pulling everything. We attract everything to us. That's why we are standing on the earth, right? Because that gravity. Without gravity, we cannot stand here. So think, living thinking with my thinking means I become the center of gravity. So I pull everything according to my desire, my interest, my benefit for my people, my family. My victory, which result in futility, emptiness, vanity. Aren't you? I mean, some famous, you know, celebrity has, uh, I know he has uh, 30-some Porsche. I wish I had one Porsche for me. <laughs> but he has a 30-some Porsche. I think he's looking for another Porsche. Right? There's something he doesn't have. We are not created to be satisfied by pulling everything to ourselves. Instead, of we, are, we are supposed to, we, create, we are created to be give and content in God. God being the center of gravity. When we pull by God, in God, in the presence of God, we content. Not in our being self as a center of a gravity. That is how this creation works. So God reveals the truth through this world. Right? I mean, the sun. Sunrise this morning again. Is the, the sun really rise for sun himself? No. It's the sun rise for us and all the creation. This solar system, right? If the, the, that sun doesn't rise, oh, I'm, I'm too tired of every, every, every morning sunrise and sunset again. So I'm just take a day off. We'll be shivering here. 
few more days will be frozen to death, isn't it? What about ocean? Ocean and rivers, and are they really there themselves, for themselves? No. Even bees, right? They're for themselves. They're collecting honey for just for themselves. Without bee, what do you call uh, pollination? The flowers and fruits and every vegetable, they cannot bring fruits without insects and bees. Right? So every creation is for others. We are existing for others, human beings as well. God gave us the first commandment, right? Subdue, overcome and subdue the creation. That doesn't mean that just taking everything from the, the creation. But you manage that. You manage the creation. Let them work well. We call organic. Organic. We are, the creation is organic, which means we are connected. We are connected. Even the air, even the ocean, even the forests and trees and everything, we are connected. We cannot be separated from this life of creation. We cannot live, live without others. Let me ask you, do you love people or do you use people? Maybe you say, I love people. I don't use people. You know, I forgot the statistic, but millions of people have an addiction with porn. Porn, pornography is a sin. Why? Why porn is sin? Because people watch porn, use people, not loving people. Right? Also, we cannot say we love farmers in Colombia or Ethiopia as we drinking coffee, pay way under what they deserved. Right? We can't say we love them. We just use them. The banana and everything, pineapple, everything's like that, right? We don't love children who are making our clothing in Caribbean islands, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, all these, you know, Haiti, all these countries, they're making our clothing. Many of them are children, teenagers, girls. We can't say we love them as we just pay less for our clothing. We don't love God. We don't love God's creation. We just abuse our, the creation God made for faster traveling, eating more meat and food. Right? We don't love this creation. We just use them. 
I'm having trouble with this. Um, this is my phone here. There you go. So people always try to take others' life. Take, not give. Because they are darkened in their understanding and separate from the life of God because of ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Hardening, hardened heart means not knowing the heart of God, the intention of God. What is the loving others, giving others, instead of using others and take things from others. So God wants us to be living water and living bread for others. So God sustain our life. If someone is thirsty, we must be the fresh water for them. If someone is hungry, we must be the living bread for her. If someone is sick, then we must be the healer. Yes, we are wounded. We are sick. But we are wounded healer for those wounded. Because we know the truth and the life. So this is the gospel. This is the gospel. When we become living water and bread for others. So Paul said, having lost all sensitivity, they haven't given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. Hardening heart disable us to be empathy. Empathy or sympathy. That's critical. Critical problem for human nature. If church is insensitive, indifferent to others, their pain, their hunger, their thirst, we cannot be church. Without compassion, we are not church. Right? What is the pain of the people sitting next to you or your next door or your co-workers or you see people in your community Aperta. what is the pain and hunger and thirst for the people we are surrounded by and do we feel their pain their hunger and their thirst And are we responding to them? Paul said, they have given themselves over to, over to sensuality. You know what I mean. Today, as she. The world today, many people driving themselves. Driving themselves by their desires. Without break. Even though you have Ferrari or Porsche, if you don't have a brake, would you like to drive your car, your Ferrari? <laughs> maybe you will drive maybe five miles per hour. 
right? You don't go, you know, faster than that because you don't have a break. Today, when the hardened heart, we are driving ourselves, driving myself without break. And we know and they know, we all know that it will crash. They crashed and they crash again. But they will continue driving without break. They think, people think they have a freedom to do whatever they want to do. Even they, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. I have a freedom to sin. And they blame God. Because God doesn't give me all this. But once again, you have, we have to realize that we are not the center of gravity pulling everything, everything to myself. Asking God, give me that, give me that, give me that. We are not. We are the margins. We are not the center. We are margins. We are the members of this universe, creation. We are supposed to be pulled by God and giving ourselves to others. But those people driving themselves without break, they judged themselves already. And they are perished themselves. They destroying themselves. So Paul said in 1 Corinthians, For the word of the cross, the word of the cross is foolish to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, It is the power of God. So let us be foolish to the people in this world. The Gentiles, the people, ordinary people. Let first church be ridiculous to Apertha, to our neighbors, our community, and beyond. Let us be full, foolish. But let's be powerful and wise to our God and His kingdom. Many churches today do not represent Jesus Christ anymore. Because they do not want to be foolish. They do not want to be foolish. We want to be smart. We want to be wise. But Apostle Paul said that, however, that is not the way of life. You learn when you heard about Christ and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Christ. What did you learn? What do we learn from Jesus Christ? Turning water into wine? Feeding 3,000 people? Healing people? Die on the cross? The question is, what we learn from Jesus really transform us? Does Jesus really change you and me? Transforming my life? From taking to giving? Does really this, you know, change us? Maybe not. Because that's not only what we learn from Jesus. Apostle Paul said in Philippians 2, 
powerful statement what we learn. This is what we learn. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Jesus was a sinner, was in the sinner, and even different form, God himself. But God himself voluntarily took, gave, up, gave up his form and his position and being the margin. Even lower than ordinary people, average, average people. That's what we learn. This is what we learn. And Jesus wants to follow him, not to the center, but to the margins. That will change us. When we put ourselves from the center to the margin. To be church, Paul said, we must exchange our thinking with the Spirit of God. Thinking of God, the Spirit of God. The breath of God, which gives life to us. The breath of, breath of God. We have to change our thinking with the breath of God. That's how we become margins from the center. That's how we become church and Christian. And if we renew every day in the spirit of God, the breath of God, and we will be like God. We'll be like God. We are not God. Where we will never be like God, but we are like God. Are we like God? It, this is really challenging. This is really challenging. But this is what we called for. Be like God. Is first church like God? Only the people can tell. The people who know you, they can tell. Well, I could not see God. I didn't know God. I didn't believe God. But now I see because DJ, because of Jack, because Nancy, I know. Because of you, Nancy, I know. I can see God. I believe in God. That's what we become God, like God. Does that mean we just, just be like God? No. We don't have that power, but being transparent. Clear glass. Clear glass. So people can see God through us. But with our sinful nature, with our desires and being, try to be center of gravity, our glass being murky, you know, it can be dirty. Then the world, the people can see God through us. So we must be transparent. So sisters and brothers in Christ, in the Lord, what season are we in?
What season first church in? Whatever season we are, you are. We are beautiful and has a purpose and meaning in our season. And no matter what season we are, we are glory to God. Amen. That you didn't make that. God made you to be the glory of God by Jesus dying on the cross. Then we must live up for that privilege. But many people, sometimes I do. I'm in despair. Clueless, what am I doing? Am I really representing Christ? Am I really worthy to lead this church? Worthy of being a pastor, even? I can't find the meaning of myself. If you have that same problem, then do this. Be needed by others. Be needed by others. Then you will find your meaning. And respond to others. When your neighbors, when your friends, joyful, rejoice together. When your friends do not have joy, grieving, be with them. Be with them. So as we respond to others and help others and give others ourselves, we will find the meaning and purpose. And we will know that we are glory to God. If we do then, we become transparent. Our church being transparent. The people see this church, oh, well, wow, that's a really nice building. No, they can see, when they see Apple the church, they see God through us. I know what they're doing. I know what they're here for. Then they can see God through first church. So first church, my friend, like Paul said, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct the people. Yes, they don't like it, but let's keep correcting them and rebuke them and encourage them with great patience and careful instruction. That means we love them. That means we are connected with them. That means they are organic with them. That means we love them and God loved them. Amen. Amen.